is there 10 minutes at some point in your day that you can say, these 10 minutes belong to me? Like it literally has to belong to you. It's a scheduling with what I say is um, your VIP, you know, like you're very important person because you are a very important person, right? You're listening to the High Performance Health Podcast, helping you optimize your health, performance, and longevity. My name is Angela Foster, and I'm a former corporate lawyer and high performance health coach. Each week, I bring you cutting edge biohacks, inspiring insights, and high performance habits to unlock optimal health, performance, and longevity. So excited that you've chosen to join me today. Now let's dive in. Hi friends, I'm so excited to release today's episode with my friend and fellow podcaster, Roxanne Safi. Roxanne is all about self-mastery and we're talking today all about journaling. And as Roxy says, journaling really is a path to your higher self. It made me all go all goosebumpy when she said that to me. I think it was in the interview itself. And I just, I just love that approach. And he very kindly sent me her journal, You Are The Path. And I've been spending a bit of time there recently and kind of getting a bit of a deeper connection with me. And she has some really powerful questions and prompts that you can use in the journal. Split into sections. So sections like conscious presence. Um, there's, there's one here that I'm just reading from it. It says, I pause. I rest my hands over my heart. I feel. I'll leave you to finish that off. Maybe pause this and then come back to the episode when you've done that. She also has another one in the mental landscaping section. I feel so strong when I, and I, I, I love these. They really kind of make you think. The last one that I spent quite a bit of time journaling on, um, really because it helps you create what I call the domino effect, where if you make one change, it is so powerful that it actually kickstarts that domino and puts in process a whole bunch of other changes. And this one is in the section on mental landscaping, sorry, sorry in, in positive architecting where it says, if I had to create one habit that would support me on the highest level, it would be. Such powerful questions. And journaling is, if you haven't played with it yet, it's definitely something to think about. I think you're going to learn a lot about journaling, even if you are someone who already does it frequently and loves it. I think it is and should be a daily pleasure. And I really mean that when I say a daily pleasure, because I, I, I totally agree with Roxy. I think it is a portal to our highest selves and it's a way that we can give ourselves that quiet conscious presence and be with ourselves so enjoy this episode roxy is a writer speaker coach and digital creator she's in the arena of self-mastery and personal empowerment she's a contemporary existentialist a life athlete she's definitely badass strong if you look at her instagram and a relentless goal digger she loves empowering women to develop an unbreakable and sacred relationship with their authentic self. And you can hear more about how to do that in this episode. Definitely go and check Roxy out. Check out her podcast, The Roxanne Show. It's absolutely brilliant. I recorded an episode with her that was just super fun. She shares a ton of content on her Instagram over at Roxy Look. But without further delay, let me introduce you now to the beautiful Roxy. Roxy, I am beyond excited to have you here today. I've been looking forward to this so much since we last spoke and I was on your show. It's just amazing to have you here. I love your energy. Welcome. Thank you so much. I, it's The feeling is so, so mutual. I'm just so excited to just be in space with you again and just get to hang out. 
and we get to hang out albeit virtually but we will do it in person sometime soon yes. um we must so I want to talk to you about empowering women you and I this is a huge topic for both of us I think we're very much aligned on this and I know that you talk I love your journal by the way um and I want to go into that more but you talk a lot about self-mastery and I guess the way I'd like to kick off is what truly is self-mastery like how how would we know if we'd mastered ourselves Yeah. Well, first of all, it's a life journey. So there's no period at the end of that sentence, right? It's not self-mastery dot period. It's like a dot, dot, dot. It's a comma. It's, you know, it's, it's for the rest of your life that, you know, my interpretation of it is how, how much can you truly come to know your true self? And then the next step from there is how deeply can you develop this sacred, unconditionally loving, trusted, revering relationship with your authentic self. And that journey, that process is self-mastery with a lot more in there, but that's kind of the the bullet point version. Awesome. So that's what I want to dive into because I think that a lot of people, like when we're growing up as kids, yeah, we we kind of, we have all these dreams or certainly I did. I think less so almost in the current generation because they're actually so distracted by yeah. phones and different devices. Whereas for, I don't know about for you, but for me, I would spend long car journeys where I was just gazing out the window, listening to the music that my parents were playing and just dreaming, dreaming yeah. about what I wanted my life to be like. And I feel like we don't do that, but certainly as much anymore in terms of the, the generation, but I also think as adults, we lose sight of that, right? Because we just get caught up in what we are doing and and kind of so much has happened before. Um, what have you found in terms of women who really do want to step into their most authentic self? Where mm-hmm. can they start? Well, I think the first and most important thing is realizing that you actually have to get into a relationship with yourself, right? And the reason why I, that might sound like, well, of course, right? I'm in me, right? Isn't there a relationship? No, no. Like any other relationship that you develop to be healthy, to be nourishing, to be, you know, um, just a really loving, trusted, respectful relationship, you have to invest. You have to invest time. You have to invest energy to cultivate that relationship, right? With so, and you know, another aspect of this, why this is so important is because so often I think individuals, you know, women can think that they know who they are, but there's a lot of programming that happens from, you know, the time that we come out into this world and then, you know, throughout our lives, right. Programming from, you know, family, society, friends, like you name it, like just informing us, about who we are, right? Mm. And this can start to really drown out our internal voice and that internal knowing of who we actually are, right? So first, going back to step one is understanding that you have to develop a relationship with yourself, right? And carving out time to intentionally go into self, right? And this is why journaling is such a big big love of my life. Cause it's, it's literally been the tool that has helped me do this throughout my life. Right. To just sit with yourself, to ask yourself questions. Like, I love that you were talking about, um, 
you know, being on car rides and just kind of daydreaming about your life. And it was so interesting as you're saying that I was literally flashing back to just this morning where I was drinking my coffee and I was actually thinking of you because obviously we were going to have this conversation, but you know, I wanted to get my morning sunlight. Right. And so I'm looking out the sky. It's beautiful. I'm watching these two birds just chase each other. Like lovebirds. It was so cute. And I'm, I'm really just, just kind of like in the power of pause, right. And contemplating contemplation is an art and I love it. And it's this, so when you, when you, when I say like going inside of self, it's not not necessarily like, okay, classes in session, let me go in. I'm going to ask myself a bunch of questions and it's just like self-inquiry full-time. It's sometimes it's just allowing yourself, your mind to just go like what you were sharing in, in the car ride, right? Just to not be in the doing but to be in the being that you are, because what comes up is really interesting. And there's always going to be information that comes up, but if we're always in the doing, we're not in the being. And then where is that self-connection piece happening? You know, where is the cultivation of that relationship? I mean, there's other ways to, to, you know, create the relationship with yourself, obviously in the doing actually, but I'm focusing first on the being, because I think that that's where the biggest discrepancy is with most women when it comes to cultivating this, you know, having this real empowered relationship with themselves. Detoxification is so important now more than ever with the number of toxins we are exposed to daily in our food, water, personal care products and environment. No matter how careful we are, it's impossible to totally get away from the chemicals. And we also have to think about detoxifying the toxins we produce through cellular respiration and clearing excess hormones like estrogen. Our skin is one of the key ways we detoxify, and that's why I love to include sauna as part of my weekly routine. But going to a facility with a sauna can be time-consuming, and investing in one yourself has been expensive in the past. That's why I love Bond Charge's sauna blanket. It has so many benefits, from raising your heart rate to that of physical exercise, so you burn calories whilst you relax. You can burn up to 600 calories in just one session. The sweating helps flush out heavy metals and other toxins, and the infrared light, which heats the body directly rather than the air around you, meaning you get the same benefits at a lower heat. Bond Charge's sauna blanket is easy to set up, taking less than a minute. It heats up rapidly and you can enjoy a session for 30 to 40 minutes whilst relaxing, reading, watching TV or even meditating. So you can truly stack your hacks. Bond Charge's sauna blanket is also low EMF compared to other brands on the market and it's the quickest on the market to heat up. So it's an easy thing to fit in. When I'm not working out in the morning, you'll find me meditating in my Bond Charge sauna blanket with their red light therapy mask on my face, boosting collagen while I relax. And Bond Charge are giving listeners of this podcast 20% off their sauna blankets, red light therapy devices and other wellness products. Bond Charge ship worldwide in rapid time with free shipping on every sauna blanket and 12 months warranty. Simply go to bondcharge.com forward slash Angela and enter code Angela20 at checkout. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E dot com forward slash A-N-G-E-L-A and use code Angela20 to save yourself 20%. I think that's so true. And I think that 
as uh, we accumulate stuff, right? Don't we? we accumulate these beliefs and kind of subconscious programs along the way, and then we get busier. And then I've noticed with women, they're so ready to limit themselves, right? You see it in anything like they're trying to do a body transformation. It will be, you know, I'd love to look like this, but you know, now I've had my kids, I'd be happy with, and it's like, we moderate the whole time. And it's not that I think anyone should look a certain way. It's more that I think you want to step into your most authentic self and be the best version of yourself. But yet we have this habit of criticizing ourselves for not being good enough, not doing enough, just not being enough. Um, yeah. And I and I love what you're saying there. And I think for many women listening, it's kind of hard because they're thinking, well, how can I love myself more? Mm-hmm. And um, what what would you say is is journaling the kind of the path through to that or how can women show themselves more love? So, so yes, yes to journaling being as I frame, it's like a portal between you and your highest self, right? It's this very safe, I say sacred space for you to just be present with yourself, to be in a very honest conversation with yourself. Um, I'm going to put a pin in that for a moment and I want to jump over to a little bit further into the how from another perspective outside of journaling just for a moment, which is to, it is so much more common and so much more easier to operate from a place of self-judgment versus a place of curiosity versus a place of self-compassion. This is why I speak about self-compassion so much. And I, I said to you when you're on my show, you know, it's a, I, I think I said to you, but it's, I frame it actually as a high performance tool um, because it really does allow you to be a human. You know, I think it's very arrogant for any one of us to think that we just came out and we're supposed to know everything, how to do everything right, how to be perfect, how to do. But for some reason, especially women, there is this hardcore judgment about how we're supposed to just be like hitting the mark every single time. If we don't. Oh my God, the apologies, the guilt, the shame, and all of that. We need to understand that that's energy. Everything is energy. Everything in life is energy. So every emotion that you're feeling, every thought that you're feeling, every word that we are sharing is a frequency. And I know you know this well. So, you know, when the compounding interest of the guilt and the shame and the judgment and, you know, all of that is just, it doesn't lead anyone to a place that they want to be. It's going to um, take away your vitality. It's going to take away your magnetism. It's going to take away your hope, your passion. It's, you know what I mean? It's just very, um, it, 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 it just tears an individual down versus helping, you know, on the flip side of that, when you are operating with more curiosity and self-love, um, self-compassion, you know, just having, allowing yourself to just learn and to grow and to discover, to try. Oops, that's okay. I learned. Let me try again. I mean, all of this energy is building an individual up. It's helping you evolve and ascend, right? So I can go further, but I think right there, just to, you know, just to kind of pull it back in. So absolutely journaling is to me, it's the ultimate low-hanging fruit. You don't have to do anything out there. Like go out, go to the workshop. All that stuff is great out there. But here's the other thing I think is so important in just saying that. I think 
all we've ever been taught to do is go out there, out there, out meaning outside of us. Every answer that you need to create your quote unquote great successful life, you got to go out there to get it. And I call bullshit on that. I say, yeah, there's a lot of things out there you have to get, but everything starts from within. So if you're not doing the inner work first, you're missing the mark because, and I know, you know, you and I speak about that, we've spoken about this, but like, I have a quote, the inner shapes the outer. Anything that you want to change externally, you have to change internally first. So it's a really good idea to start to get comfortable going inward and spending time with yourself, which I know isn't easy to do. And we can talk about that further, but I mean, it really is the most important starting place, you know, for anybody who wants to, I frame like thriving from inside and out. We know we hear all about success out there, wealth, success, flourish. And it's, it's always this external picture of an individual's life. And I'm like, but what about the internal? Because we all know the story about the person who has everything going on out there and on paper, it's like, oh my God, you're crushing it. But inside, you know, the story comes out later. I was, the individual is like, I was empty inside. I didn't know who I am. I had to like, you know, go on some retreat to come home to me. Yeah, I can, you know, it's like, mm, so it, it so always true. comes from within. Yeah. Mm. And I think that's the thing as well, isn't it? And and people beat themselves up because they're like, well, why do I feel this way? Why do I feel unhappy? Why do I feel a bit depressed when I should be happy? I feel like I should be. Look at me objectively. I have these things. I should be happy. And they're not, they're not showing that kindness and compassion. I know that was definitely true for me when I was depressed. And I had to sit with myself to be yeah. able to change because they, the outer world kind of eventually shows a mirror, right? And I think this is the thing with success as well is everyone's definition is different because we often attribute it to wealth. And then, you know, if there's an area that's being highlighted, like someone's, you know, their relationship's gone wrong or something, now they feel like, oh, I'm not successful in that. Yeah. We're always kind of, it gets highlighted when it isn't there, if you see what I mean, or if it's there to an extreme. Whereas mm -hmm. I think that you're so right. Like if you wanted to cultivate uh, success in all the key areas, right? Everyone wants health, everyone wants good relationships, and everyone wants to have a level of wealth where they don't need to worry about it at least. Right. And then Absolutely. beyond that, it's a spectrum. Yeah. Um, but yeah. that all starts from within. Yeah. And I think it's so important to, um, the power of questions. Ugh, I can't speak enough about it, but I have the rest of my life to do it. So that's good. Um, asking <laughs> yourself questions and again, not from a place of judgment, but from a place of curiosity. Like, for example, an individual's idea around what um, a great relationship or a perfect relationship, well, you put the word, whatever, an awesome relationship is. Who, who gave you that idea? Just ask yourself that question. Where, where did that image come from? We have to realize that so much of what we've, you know, come to think about what certain aspects of life should look like, we have to actually ask ourselves, where did that idea come from? I think that's so important. A lot of times you might, you know, it, it, you could ask yourself that question and be like, oh, from, you know, witnessing my grandparents and then witnessing my parents, I'm, I'm making the story up, right? And seeing how they, you know, move together as a team apart. Cool. Great. Isn't that powerful information? 
But what if the answer to that question is, uh, I don't know. I just kind of grew up thinking that, you know, this and this is what makes a great relationship. This like, I'm, I'm just using a relationship as one example, right? My goal here with this, you know, moment is to say that we need to start expanding our minds with questions, going in and just asking questions. This is how we're going to also come to discover what, who we authentically are, what we authentically want to say yes to, or want to say no to what we authentically want to create in our lives, not an idea that somebody, you know, programmed us to, you know, think should be the way or some kind of pressure from somewhere else. But like, what do you truly want? Who are you truly? You don't get to know this truth without asking questions. It's almost like a very scientific method, right? You know, I mean, truly though, like you want to get to the truth. How are you going to do that? And it's not just by mm. like guessing, right? So um, I think that's really, really important is just to, to, to come to, to create a relationship with questions and to not look at questions as the enemy and to be brave. You, you can't make any progress in life if you're not willing to be honest with yourself, period, end of story, hard stop, like done. And the power that comes with self-honesty, oh man, the ripple effect. You want to talk about confidence, like true self-confidence? You're never, you as in any one of us, are going to cultivate true self-confidence if you cannot truly be honest with yourself. Because you're backing down from some kind of internal fight that you don't want to face. But the person who can face real discomfort within and just do it with honesty. I mean, right there, it's like you're cultivating more confidence because you're saying to yourself, even if you're not conscious of it, you're saying to yourself, I'm willing to face this challenge. And anytime you're moving into a challenge, you are, you're fortifying, you're cultivating, you know, confidence, right? Within yourself, you're, 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 you're saying to yourself, like, I'm willing to stand up to the heat, right? The challenge. So um, asking questions. Um, I, I love questions. I think questions have been the greatest tool. And again, asking questions in your journal is great because then you have record of yourself and your, and also like when you're journaling, the cool thing is, is that the time that it takes to write something. So you have the thought in your mind, to actually write it, it, it creates more space between what's happening in your mind and what actually comes out on paper, which then allows you to actually think about it even more, right? Mm. So, um, there is but, magic for sure between the mind and the pen. There is magic, right? There's 100%. something about writing and not typing it. Yeah, there's something. There's a there's a level of communication. I agree that slows yeah. it down. And yes. also when it's on paper, it becomes outside of you. I always say to my clients, yes. put it on paper now, it's out, the problem's now outside of you. Yeah. Otherwise it's all here in your head and it's caught up and it's so difficult to be objective about it. Ex exactly. You nailed it. Mm. And it's it's fascinating. Like I have at this point, I don't know, over 30 years of journals just writing my life. Not only is that so cool because it's like, oh my gosh, you're almost, you know, all of my life is documented, you know? Um, but <laughs> I mean, Angela, it's like, I can go back in my twenties, you know, and I'll be like, what? 
Whoa. <laughs> what was I thinking? It must be life. quite magical to look at back at you, like the younger you. Yeah. Well, what's so cool is to see, like, I've always been orbiting the truth of who I am, like meaning certain understandings and connectivity, I say with the spirit with like the, the universe, like that's always been so present such to that where I was like, that was your language at 19. Like, how are you? Wow. Like I'm, I forget that I was talking about abundance and stuff at 19. I'm 45. Right. So it's like, oh. mm-hmm. um, but I saw a lot of, I saw a lot of the internal conflict a lot, you know, especially when I, I was a teenager, I, I blew out my knee. I had three knee surgeries and, um, I don't know if we we talked about this before, but I, um, I had yeah three back to back surgeries. So I went from being very athletic to not, and I was on the American diet, and it was horrible. And you know I gained weight, my body composition. Unfortunately, if I gained weight, I gained it all over. But still, like I went from you know being like a natural eight pack, just my genes, you know, to all of a sudden it was like, what? Who's what's happening here? And mm, this doesn't feel like me. It certainly didn't feel like me. It certainly didn't look like me. And, you know, now I'm going towards the end of my teenage years and it's not getting better because I didn't have the tools. I didn't know, you know, because prior to that, it was like, I didn't, you know, it wasn't like, oh, I'm eating this for that reason. And I'm training. It was just kind of like my lifestyle was active. I could eat whatever and it was fine. But until it wasn't, that's the catalyst that helped me discover one of the greatest passions of my life, which is you know, all things vitality, right. And the, which would lead you into like biology, nutrigenomics, you know, physiology, neuroscience even. Right. Um, so in a way it was a gift, right. But there were a lot of painful years in trying to figure out like, how do I crack the code and what's so cool and kind of connects to the, one of the first things you were saying this, um, in our conversation was, you know, I think one of the greatest <clears throat> I'm going to repeat that. I think one of the greatest, um, the greatest ways to age yourself is to settle in life. Mm. Settle here. You're going to settle there. You're going to keep settling and settling and settling. And ultimately what you're doing is you're suffocating your potential. You're suffocating your desire. And that's not what we're here to do in life. We're here to express ourselves. We're here to become, 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 right? Mm. We're so, always becoming, right? We're always becoming. We're always becoming. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. So I think that, you know, for me, and I love myself for this, I never settled. Now, <laughs> the journey wasn't fun. I did every diet you're not supposed to do. I did. I, I mean, it was just, it was rough. You know, I'm in my twenties. I lived in New York city. Like it was a whole another beast of a life, you know? Um, I learned a lot though. And a lot of that, you know, I mean, there's no regrets because of the knowledge and the wisdom that I attained from it. And I eventually cracked the code gratefully. But the reason why is also because I just never settled. I never, ever believed that it wasn't possible for me to get to that space, to, to that being that I knew that I, that I am, you know, it was like, I was in kind of a lower frequency of myself. That's not me being mean. That's me being honest. And, you know, I think it's really important. And this is why, I mean, I love, I love you. I love your show because you really do understand vitality and 
vitality, you know, anybody who wants to get into an empowered relationship with themselves and get into a higher spiritual relationship with themselves, which to me is really all one thing. Um, vitality is a very important piece here. Cause if you are not, if you're not feeling good, just on a health level, how are you going to do that? How are you going to have that energy to like go out and create the thing and try and, you know, and we need to understand that we are like a, like a radio, we're like a radio, right? So we're receiving and we're transmitting every day and every moment. And if you are not, you know, if there's, if there's health issues and I say that with compassion, cause I understand that there are people who have health issues that, you know, they're doing their best and there's still issues. So this is not a judgment against anyone's health. It is to say, especially from my experience that there were choices that I was making in, in the initial that I, I just didn't know better, you know? And when I started to learn and make the choices that would promote more vitality throughout my lifestyle, my emotional resilience just went on it, like up leveled through a, to a whole nother level, like a whole nother expression. Right. And that's just one example, my mm. inner connectivity, connectivity to self. And then there's, you know, all the external, you know, um, aspects that, that, you know, you, one can receive when they or experience when they're operating with more vitality you know so it's it's such an important piece to this conversation uh you know which is you know for me my work i i cannot sit here and just talk about oh it's just the mind or or oh it's just the heart which the heart is such a big conversation for me I'm a very heart centric woman we we're in a physical body for a, a reason we live in a physical world it's not just all consciousness this is the more you get into this unconditionally loving and empowered relationship with yourself, the more you really start to honor your body. And then in that honoring, there's that respect. And in that respect comes different behaviors and habits and lifestyles. I'm inviting you to join our newly opened High Performance Health Facebook group, where we're all about unlocking our utmost potential. If you are a fellow biohacker, a coach, or a woman with an entrepreneurial spirit looking for peak performance, then our community of ambitious women is just for you. But it's not just about connecting with like-minded women. It's about empowering each other. We have weekly live training, Q&As, and a bunch of other exclusive content that I don't get the chance to share anywhere else. New biohacks I'm exploring, plus extra nuggets of wisdom from my podcast guests and so much more. It's free to join. Simply click the top link in the show notes or go to angelafoster.me forward slash HPH. That's angelafoster.me forward slash HPH or click the top link in the show notes. And once inside, send me a message so we can connect personally. I can't wait to see you there. I always like it's a requirement in my coaching programs that I always say, to, to my program members or to individual clients I'm coaching, you need to honor and treat yourself like a high performance athlete. Because if you look at them, the ones that are really at their peak, they yeah. don't just push, push, push and go through this energy uh, burnout, boom, bust cycle. They're yeah. looking after everything, right? They're using affirmations like we talk about. They're journaling, they're nourishing their body with really healthy food. I think like Novak Djokovic, 
is a shining example of this, right? They have boundaries. They do the right amount of fitness and it's balanced with the right amount of recovery. They program their mind with positive thoughts. Like they take care of themselves as a whole. And why do we think that that's reserved for other people, right? For these very hard performers. Why, what if you brought that into your own life? How different would it look? I love that. I girl, I stand with you to the fullest extent because it, I know, I mean, I'm living it, you're living it and it's not a perfect, you know, it's like, there's always things to tinker on and to work on, but it's, it is understanding that this is holistic. This is, you know, why would you not want to incorporate that whole picture of wellness into your life? And I think it's so important, you know, when you, when you said, think of yourself as like a high-performing athlete, um, your self-identity so what you believe about yourself, what you value, your core principles, your core attributes or leading attributes, your um, your core boundaries. So this is my framework around your self-identity. I call it your self-identity ecosystem. This is, if you start to look at yourself, just like you said, is like, I am an athlete. Okay, let's just say you're, you're not someone who performs in sport. However, life's a sport. Isn't so it? it sure it is. is. It really is. I own it's that a game. Off. You have to play. Because <laughs> <laughs> it is. I mean, if you think about like all my different modalities of movement, which there are many, you know, they're all yes, to do the physical aspect of it, but it's really the mindset aspect of it too. And how it correlates with life. There are times when you have to endure, you have to, you, your stamina, you have to go the distance, right? It for some, whatever you're doing in your life, there's some moments where you got to sprint, go get it done. There's moments where the load is really heavy. You got to pick up the weight. There's moments where you got to pause and you just have to breathe. Right. So yoga, like, see, I'm taking a weightlifting, sprinting, like longer duration mm -hmm. cardio. Right. Um, so it's all like transferable for me, you know, jujitsu. It's like, man, you know, when, when there's like, you got to be really comfortable in discomfort you know? And so if you can start to think of yourself, step away from just kind of the, the typical, um, you know, ideas we have around, uh, like just using the example of athlete and start to look at yourself in your life as you are an athlete, no matter what your career path is and no matter, you know, how actually physically active you might be or, you know, um, but life in itself is a sport. And you're going to have to, there's highs and there's hards. And how are you moving through it? And I think that when you can start to integrate this idea into your self-identity, and that's just one example, you know, it's going to shift your behaviors. It's going to shift your habits and then your lifestyle, right? Behaviors, habits, lifestyle. Another example would be like, you know, how do you, how do you imagine yourself to be, let's just say you're an entrepreneur. What does that mean? What kind of entrepreneur? Right. And you, you start to get very clear on this, the identities around, you know, these, um, the ideas of a human. So athlete, entrepreneur, it could be mom, it could be whatever you want it to be, but think about the ideal expression of this individual. How are they showing up? You know, mm -hmm. and then you can start to integrate that into your own identity. I am an athlete. Am I competing? Not right now, but actually I'm going to enter some track competitions because why not? Um, but no, I mean, I'm not competing, you know, right now I am an entrepreneur. I'm very clear on the, like the first word that comes to my mind is conscious entrepreneur, generous entrepreneur, heart-centric entrepreneur. 
Right. But my point is, is that there's, I identify with this identity that I have gotten very clear on. And when you do this, it anchors you into the process, right? Mm. Of becoming. What are three questions of becoming? What are three questions that people could ask themselves to anchor themselves in that identity? If they're listening to this right now and they're thinking, I love that. I want to create yeah. my future self and I want to create yeah. that self-image and identity. Yes. What are like three powerful questions they could journal on? So first of all, I, you, you have to think about what your core values are. And again, I have to say this, you have to be honest, not you, you have to do it like this. And this is actually integrated in my course. You have your ideal. Like you might say you as in, you know, just make an example. My core value is, um, uh, what could I say? Health, you know, vitality health. Okay. It's a core value. How's it showing up in your life though? Is it like, how are your behaviors at? Don't judge yourself. I'm just asking you, is it, is your core value and your lifestyle? Like, are they matching? It's okay if they're not, but we have to be honest because mm. then you get to decide, is it truly a core value? And this gets really gnarly for some people because who doesn't want to value health? Like, well, who am I if I don't value health? You know, I don't know. Maybe you value more adventure and fun. Maybe you value more, you know, hedonistic. I don't know, whatever it is. But again, the goal is like, you want to get honest with yourself, but let's just say, well, it's not showing up, but I really want it to. Well, that's really powerful information as well. Cause then you go, well, what do I need to do? so that I can really, really hold to this core value of mine, such that, that, such that it is showing up as who I am in my life, right? Like a core value of mine is integrity. It's everywhere in my life. It's very honest, right? I can connect that very honestly. And the cool part about that is that that keeps you anchored. Your core values, like just knowing you're like your top three keeps you anchored on your journey, right? Like if I ever start to feel like I'm stepping out of integrity, I'm stepping away from this top core value of mine. What do I need to do? You know what I mean? Like I need to stay checked in there. So that would be one question. Um, I think another uh, really, really, and it's almost like a great question that comes afterwards is what's a core desire? Like, what do you really want? You know, and don't, don't judge yourself either. Again, I have to keep saying that because I just know that that is the common default setting for most people. But like, what do you really want? And also don't limit yourself, you know, because again, we're just trying to extract them from everything in life is just information, right? We need to realize that as well. So what do you want, you know? And that so that would be question number two. Question number three, I mean- Oh, there's so many ways I can go from here, but I think the question that I think is really important is how am I willing to show up every day to create the life I truly want to experience? Like, what am I willing to say yes to? What am I willing to say no to? So I guess there's kind of two in that question, but clarity is really important because clarity gives us direction. We're more directional. We can be more focused we can, you know, it, it, it helps you to be more of an essentialist even. And this is really important because especially in today's 
time because clarity is lacking in so many people's lives and or in certain parts of an individual's life. And if you think about a lot of times where anxiety can come from, I mean, anxiety is a big subject. I'm not trying to like blanket statement this, but there are a, a lot of aspects of anxiety come from the result of not feeling clear, like not you're not certain, right? Clarity mm. helps you kind of move through uncertainty with more focus, with more confidence, with more directional energy. What are you willing to say yes to? What are you willing to say no to so that you can create the life you truly want to experience? Core values, core desires, and then that question. The third mm, question. That's so powerful. That's so powerful. And haven't you found that actually saying no is so much more important than saying it's so easy to say yes because we're offered so many things all of the time and yeah. as hard as it is if it doesn't go through that values filter for me whenever I get asked to something to do something it has to go through the values filter and if it doesn't go through it it has to be a no because it's the only way I can really make my decisions because otherwise that. you're just yeah. overwhelmed with things right and, and and it makes it easy because I, I turned down something really important recently and it was because I wanted to be there in a situation for my daughter that I knew she would remember. And I knew that if I wasn't there, so I had this invitation to do something, which was yeah. an incredible opportunity, but it was yeah. a time in her life where she was coming back from a trip from France. She's been away. She's 11 years old. And my core value, like my highest priority is my family. So yeah. in that situation, I'm going to choose my daughter yeah. and it gets turned down and it just makes it easier to let go of that decision because it's not complicated anymore because it's like, am I living in accordance with my values? And if so, then the decision, the yes or no becomes very clear, very quickly. I love that. You have to recognize it. It's, you totally have to recognize it. I think, um, I think doing this work again, look, there's no escaping the work. You're either going to be working and unsure and not feeling good, you're still working out there, or you're going to do this work that we're talking about here. that's going to help you be more at ease, to be more fluid in life, to have more self-connectivity, to be more clear, to eliminate more of those low vibrational energies, sh shame, guilt, you know, I mean, I'm sure that wasn't easy necessarily, you know, a big opportunity, but again, you were so anchored in that core value of yours that it's like, hard no, you know, and that clarity that helps to also eliminate the, those energies that I'm talking about, like guilt mm. or that's why I, I love that you put it first, Roxy, because it like putting the values first, like you did there is so important because as you say, because otherwise those vibrations that you're talking about, I mean, they are, they're destructive. And so you don't want to be in that vibration. So it kind of, it's yeah. like, it feels in you know what I'm like, I always talk about biosyncing, syncing with your biology, but yep. you, it feels like you're in sync, right? Because actually as hard as it, you're right, it's a difficult decision, but you've put it through that. And it might be that it was in alignment with your desires, but I love the way you've put the values at the top because the desire could overwhelm you and take you in a direction that now is not in alignment with your values. And that's always going to feel uncomfortable and it can come back to haunt you later. That's exactly so I love what you did there, Roxy. Thank you. Well, you get it, you know, and you get it because you live it. And I, and I mm. think I just want to insert this, you know, for, for women, I, cause I, I have so many, you know, amazing, you know, just women in my life and um, specifically moms. It's interesting. Like, I feel like, you know, women just in general, because we are more 
I don't know, there's more of that like heart connectivity and not to say that men don't, but just saying, you know, again, my, my focus is women in, in my, in my business and, and just in my life, I noticed that there, are, there's a larger tendency for women to carry more guilt and shame around mm. their shoulds, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and I'm <laughs> like, shoulds. man, like Tony Robbins say, like, says, you keep shitting all over yourself. Yeah. And so I, I got That's this so downloaded. True. It was so, it's so true. I got this download. Um, well, I say download for people who don't know, like, you know, just me in conversation with my highest self that, you know, uh, turned into an epic piece of writing for me where it's like, um, there are no shoulds that live in the heart. The heart doesn't mess around. It's a sharp yes or a sharp no. The mm. shooting comes from the mind, That's right? True. It's, mm. it's uh, the, again, so more, true. all the more reason why like man, get into that relationship with your heart because the volume goes up and then that sharp yes. And that sharp no becomes easier to operate from, you know, before the should start taking over the mind. And so I just, the, 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 the piece, you know, where I say that women just tend to, to carry more guilt and more shame. It's like, I just say it with so much compassion to say that there, there is a way out. And it's what we were talking about, you know, like get clear, do this work. Like what are your core values, you know, and then the desires and then the yes and the no, which, you know, that's a check-in with your heart. I mean, all of this work is always checking in with your heart, you know, um, but getting very clear on what the yes is and what the no is, is certainly going to come as a result of you really listening to your heart because your heart is a truth, you know, and this is where, so the more you do that, the more you are getting dialed into your authentic self, because I, my framework, how I see this is like your heart space is where your authentic self lives. It's also the voice of your intuition and our authentic self. And this is my poetic way of saying it, but I am a poet and writer. Our authentic self is the magnetic fabric of our highest self. Essentially it's one thing, right? But in a way it is two different expressions because the authentic self is, is here moving us through this life, right? Our 3D life, whatever. Whereas like our highest self in my world, I call her my muse, also future self. She's my ride or die, my soulmate. Like she's always, she's the highest expression of Roxanne, right? She's, she's, she's just fully expressed, fully just, you know, fully connected, expansive, um, and, and is always leading me and guiding me throughout my life. Um, this is when you get into this union with yourself, your whole life changes. It doesn't discredit any relationship that you have with anybody on the external. It actually enhances your relationships with everybody on the external because you are operating from the highest frequency of yourself with true reverence and love for yourself. So you're emotionally more independent, which again, that doesn't mean that we don't need or want emotional connectivity with individuals. We absolutely do, but we're so full. We're so whole. And that's what I mm. want for my woman, like to feel that state of wholeness, because when you're moving through your life from that state, which doesn't mean you're it's perfect. And you're not going to have hard moments or you're not going to feel anxious or insecure or have your doubts. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have those moments. You are. However, your ability to self-soothe, your ability to insource 
for so much of what you need to move you through those moments is activated full time because you are with you always. Right. Deep, but it's actually I love that, Roxy. I love that, Roxy. Thank you. So that's amazing. Um, what would you say on that note? Like, what can women do? Because everyone's busy, and we were talking offline earlier around um that most people have this list of things that they should do. Here's another should, right? I should work out, I should meditate, I should do some breath work, I should get in the sauna, I should go for a walk, I should get access to morning sunlight. I should, should, should do all these things. And it's so hard to fit them in, particularly as you were mentioning there with mums. Yeah. What have you found? Like what what can we do? What simple things can we do to put ourselves energetically in that space? Do you have a particular like morning routine, evening routine, maybe both, or do you have like a nap time in the day? Like what, how do you, how do you create that? Not a napper. Yeah. Well, so I'm not a napper. I'm not a napper. I think we're, I think we're both a dopamine dominant. Have you ever had that? Yeah. Yeah. It's very unusual for me to nap. I think it's through sheer exhaustion if I ever nap. Yeah. It's funny that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I respect the nappers. I think it's awesome. It's just, I'm not a napper. Yeah. I'd love to be a napper maybe. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm not an or eight thirty, so it's it's fine. <laughs> it's like my window, <laughs> you know what I mean. So I, I'm like, when I'm done, yeah. I'm done. I so I, I do have a morning and an evening ritual, and I could totally walk you through it. But the reason why I actually think it's, I, I think there's something more important to to share than my personal, because my personal works for me, right? And mm, that's not to exactly. say that you know it works with my lifestyle, with what I need most. Um, what I want most, right? Um, what's going to help fulfill me the most? So, yeah, reading, journaling, breath work. I mean, I, I'm just sunlight. Okay, I think for our women listening who are like, yeah, there's all these things. I'm overwhelmed. I don't know what to do. I don't have time. Going back to the self honesty piece, first and foremost, is okay. Is there any part of your day? I mean, I am so passionate about how you start your day because I mean, it's literally like the fresh start out of bed. So I I should put this in there that if it can be at the start of your day, then I, I think that that's the best, you know, place to start. But listen there, what about night shift workers who I have so much compassion for? You know, who are working all night. Thank you to all of you, right? So this is why you're working for us. You're working for us, right? Mm. So I don't want to integrate mine as like, oh, this is the because it's not, it's just mine, right? I think the first place is for you um to ask yourself, like with full honesty, what do I first of all, what do I think I need most right now? And that could be like a oh, I don't even know. I need everything. But it's like, okay, but what do you really need? Do you need a hug? Do you need more energy? Do you need, and okay, as somebody might be like, well, I need all of it, but what do you need most? Keep asking yourself that question. Then I want you to ask yourself, look at your day and every day is obviously going to look different for everybody, but is there 10 minutes at some point in your day that you can say these 10 minutes belong to me? Like it literally has to belong to you. It's a scheduling with what I say is um, your VIP, you know, like you're very important person because you are a very important person, right? And where can you find that 10 minutes, make that 10 minutes for yourself? Then I think we can start looking at what do we want to put into those 10 minutes going back to like, what do I need most? Is it breath work? 
Is it, I don't know, like going on a walk? Is it, I'm starting so small, Angela, because I, I say inches make the mile. And I think that there's, you know, more overwhelm, especially these days with all the information of do this, do that, do that. And then again, it's like, I just see it all the time. There's like this overwhelm and then nothing gets done. So don't like overlook the power of just 10 minutes, but you have to be honest. And, and where is that 10 minutes for you? And then you start to go, can I, you know, can I schedule? Cause nothing's real unless it's in your calendar kind of thing. Right. Can I schedule a meeting with myself for 10 minutes a day, like throughout this week, or even if it's like four times a week, I know I'm giving you like baby bites, but this is how we build behaviors and how we build habits. Cause we all know, that anybody who, you know, it's like, oh, it's New Year's and I'm going to change my whole life. Okay. That doesn't happen. Yeah. No, it doesn't. And it doesn't last. And I love that you said that. And I think also tracking it helps, right? Because if you do, I have like two things. I have used the done app, right? So I look, did I, did I have 10 minutes of calm, 10 minutes of connection, right? So did I connect with my family? Did I phone my mom? Did I, you know, did I do that? 10 minutes a day where I'm connecting with others and the calm is, did I have 10 minutes where I connected with myself? So that's all. It doesn't, and as you say, it can take a different form, right? Because one day you wake up and actually it's about just stepping outside with your morning coffee, like you were talking about watching the birds, right? Another day, that could be a run. Another day, it could be breath work. Another day, it could just be lying on a yoga mat, but it depends on the day. And all you had to do is just say, I just had to connect with me and just have that kind of calm space for 10 minutes and then you can decide and it sounds fluid but you, it isn't because you've put a structure right the deal was you just had to find 10 minutes I love that you said that it's like oh, insane and I you love it because we have to also look at like what's underneath that the message that you're saying to yourself I'm worth making this time to connect, to go, to do, to nourish myself. Right. Mm. So if you're someone who's already doing, let's just say like you're a woman who's already lifting weights and you're, that's why, again, I had to ask, I, like, what do you need? Cause you might be someone who's already doing like a lot of physical things maybe, and like things to maintain your health, but are you doing anything that's kind of more in the world of spiritual? Like, you know, I mean, that word can mean different things for different people. Right. But we'll just say self-connectivity. I'll say that, you know, like maybe there's a discrepancy in that. And like, that's why you feel like, ugh, like if you, if the goal is to get into a state of wholeness, how about that? Like anchor in that. What do I need to feel more whole? That's actually great. I'm glad we're like really whiteboarding this right now. <laughs> I love it. I love because it. What do I need to feel more whole? To feel more whole. That's a great question. So, and because then you're operating with more harmony too. It's going in my journal, Roxy. Yeah, I love it. Because we know that there's so especially listening to your podcast, you know, I know that there's going to be so many individuals who are already doing so many great things for their health and vitality. So again, you know, what do you really need? Now we just move that over to what do I need to feel most whole? And then you make the 10 minutes and you schedule and, 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 and one last thing on this, what's so cool is that the more you start to feel this feeling of wholeness, which is like self-connectivity, it actually becomes really addicting. And before you know it, you're not, you're not finding the time you're prioritizing the time mm. you have to, because the same way that you have to spend time with 
your kids or your partner because you love them and you you have to spend that time with yourself. And it's not just this, oh, I'm doing this thing because I need to do it for my health. Like, it's like, no, I need to like really be in a moment with myself because self in my writing is always capital S-E-L-F because there's a self in this self that I am. And we're on like, it's a team, <laughs> team meeting. <laughs> team meeting with me with myself but yes. it's so true and it's so necessary and the more you fill yourself up right the more you can give to everyone else that's the thing everyone we feel guilty but the truth is everybody benefits exactly everyone. well the higher expression that you are as an individual you are a larger contributor to life because we are all affecting each other i don't mm. the person at the co- it doesn't matter who it is. Like if you are operating from a higher state of self, so you're operating with more wholeness and, you know, just more self-connectivity, vitality, like you first of all, you're going to be a higher, your consciousness is going to be probably operating at a higher level. And this affects everybody. When you go to the store and you're getting coffee and the person who's on autopilot, Hey, how's your day? You're awake. And you're like, my day is great. How's yours? boom, the person wakes up like, whoa, you just asked me about me. I'm not used to that because most people are operating on fast, fast, go, go. Yeah. Yeah. Program. Not a judgment and observation. Mm. It's so true. So true. It's so true. It happens so often. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you have a program I'm not sure when it's coming out in relation to when we're releasing this, but it's exciting. You have a future self program to really help women step into that most empowered version of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, please share where can f- people find more about you? I love your podcast. I was super pumped when you invited me to go on. I loved our conversation. Um, oh, everyone needs to go and listen. Ah, um, oh, yeah, I want to do some more with you and and have you back here. Um, but please share, where can listeners come and connect with you? I know you, you share a lot of content on Instagram as well. So you're kind of everywhere, YouTube, Instagram, but please link now so they can <laughs> come and find you and connect with you. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. So Instagram, Roxy Look is my personal account. And then Blackout Beauty uh, is the the podcast account. Uh, main website is RoxanneSafai.com. And that's where you find everything. My podcast, Blackout Beauty Radio is... Uh, Spotify, Apple, YouTube, anywhere you can listen or watch the podcast. And um, yeah, my course, Future Self, is coming out soon. And I'm so excited about this because, again, like it's just everything that we talked about this, how to develop this relationship, the, the what, the why, and the how, it all lives in this course that I've created. Cause it's, it's part of, like I said, like my sacred mission. I really want to help as many women as I can get into cultivate this relationship with themselves. And, you know, future self is almost a Trojan horse uh, name. It's not because it is, you you know, there's like a future expression of you, but really it's your highest self, right? It's because when you get into this, like I mentioned, like my future self, my muse, I meditate with her every day. She's always guiding me and it's incredible, but I had to get very clear on her. I had to, I had to cultivate this relationship with her. And, you know, I'm going to just insert this really quick. It's so rad. Sometimes like in the heat of the moment, like I feel frustration, harmony alarm. I have a harmony alarm. Like, uh uh-oh, you're you're not in a state of harmony. Like check in what's happening. It could be for any reason. It could be traffic. It could be like anything. I'm so clear on who my future self is, my muse. I think 
how would she move in this moment? How would Mm. she respond? What would she do right now? And because for me, I'm so deep in this. And it started in my journal, FYI, like years and years ago, right? The, the, the idea, and then it expanded. Um, because I'm so clear on her, her character, and her, the expression of who she is, I can immediately pull into her and embody, embody, well, this is how, you know, she'd be a little bit more stoic right now. Equanimity would come in. She, you know, she'd be more compassionate with herself right now. She wouldn't question herself right now. She'd go. Like, it's so clear to me. So understand the value of creating this connectivity and this, you know, just this expression of yourself. Like, it's so, it changes the rest of your life because again, and we can end on this, the inner shapes the outer. Anything you Mm -hmm. want to shape out there, your money or change, your relationships, your material, your career, like none of it changes without you changing the relationship that you have with yourself first. Hard stop. (laughs) Start some hands with you. I love it. What a great moment to finish on. Amazing. Thank you so much, Roxy. I have loved our conversation. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate you so much. Thank you. Oh, you too. I adore you. To be continued. Thank you. Likewise. Thank you, Roxy. If you enjoy this podcast, visit femalebiohacker.com and be part of a special community of women looking to optimize their mind, body, and spirit. If you're tired of sifting through countless websites and books to find the answers to your questions about nutrition, fitness, hormones, mindset, spirituality, and biohacking, the search is over. I've done the research for you and every week we go live with in-depth masterclasses, Q&A calls and monthly challenges to help you transform your life. And when you join the collective, you'll have access to a wealth of information, including deep dive masterclasses and biohacking toolkits on our members' favorites like metabolic flexibility, gut health, stress and resiliency and stepping into your most empowered self. Get access and be coached by me and my team and level up your health, career, and life all for less than a dollar a day. Go to femalebiohacker.com or click the link below to get started. And I'll see you on the inside.